This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. My name is Germ, this is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas again. Edward Dowd, thank you for joining me in the trenches. How is the Christmas season treating you? It's fine. Uh, it's 80 degrees on Maui. It's snow on the mainland, so we're doing just fine here. You're in a t-shirt. It doesn't look very cold. No, it's, uh, it's winter here. It gets a little chilly at night and I have to put on a sweatshirt. <laughs> What what is the win the winter weather like on average in Hawaii? I've never actually looked it up. Uh, it's a little it's a little more dry and it's uh, gets into the sixties at night, but it's usually uh, eighty during the day. Yes, well, it That's sounds it, like basically. it sounds like a pleasure. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> that's a that's an understatement it's not bad it's like it's it's, it's probably paradise <laughs> yeah you know I, I i was uh uh a friend of mine from the east coast visited and he said basically um you guys have a good here i go yes we do and and then he said you look like you're in good shape i go you have no excuse not to be in good shape because it's the weather's the same every day so you have to get outside every day i mean it's hard not to be in good shape on maui it probably is a stereotypical question, but do you surf? I don't surf, but I hike a lot. I want to learn how to surf eventually. But, uh, I, you know, I just, uh, all my friends surf, and it's just not my thing for some reason. The water on your side of the world, though, is quite warm, isn't it? It's bath water. It's like bath water, yeah. And you don't have the shark problem that we have on our coastline. We have great white sharks. We have tigers, and there's been a couple... Uh, um, serious uh, shark attacks the last uh, couple months. It happened also in 2014. There were about six in one year. So every now and then we get some tigers that get hungry and come in. But it's not a, it's not like uh, um, South Africa or Australia or any of these other places. Speaking of predators coming in, there's a there's a segue there that we can <laughs> that we can. <laughs> 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 you uh, have just released a book cause unknown i don't have my copy yet it is on its way so you're gonna have to help me a little bit because i haven't read it what is it about yeah it's called cause unknown the epidemic of sudden death in 2021 and 2022 and uh, you know this book was pitched to me by gavin de becker who wrote my uh afterward and uh bobby kennedy wrote the foreword and it's Skyhorse Publishing and Tony Lyons, who's uh, released a lot of books centering around the reality of the world, everything uh, COVID. And uh, bottom line is this. It's a book that the Red Meat Echo Chamber crowd will love because it's all the data that I've been talking about put into a book. Um, and it's also good for the family members that don't uh, think you're right and that you're crazy. And I come at it from a Wall Street perspective much like I would a, a stock thesis. And, uh, you know, I'm a trend follower and I observe trends. And I, my, my job on Wall Street was to get on trends early before the rest of the crowd. And uh, the book just basically documents what's been happening. And it starts off with sudden athletic uh, deaths, which is what got me interested in the topic in the first place in 2021 early on. With sudden athletic deaths, anecdotes of injuries and people dying uh, you know, uncles mysteriously dying of friends that uh, seemed healthy and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, first we start with the athletes and uh, we try to establish for the new someone who doesn't really believe what we believe. First, is it true? Has this occurred historically before, uh, you know, in the world? Have, have athletes just all of a sudden dropped dead on the field? And, and the answer is yes, but it was super rare. And there was a study, which I talk about in the book, called the Lausanne study, spanned 38 years and documented 1,100 sudden athletic deaths around the globe on the field under age 35. So that's about 29 a year, okay? 29 a year. Uh, we'd be lucky since 2021 uh, and the introduction of the uh, biological inoculations to have a month with just 29 sudden athletic deaths. 
we're getting uh, upwards. Some some months have 90, 110, 80. Um, in my book alone, we document, uh, you know, we have um, stories in the front of the book, pictures with QR codes where you can link to the local news story. And then we have a compendium in the back. We get about 550 of these uh, deaths, just 550. And that's, that's a sampling. It's not even, it's not even all of them. Uh, 550 deaths starting, uh, all of them have been re well researched and documented and they're all, uh, you know, they're all made sure that they're correctly in 2021 or 2022. We don't have any mistakes like in, uh, in, in that documentary died suddenly where we're showing uh, people who died before the vaccine. So we, um, we document that and Steve Kirsch, I was on an interview with him. He talked about that. I uh, talked about the book and he did the math and that's uh, just those 550 is a is a 12-fold increase over the normal average of 2090 year since 2021 and that's not all of them so just on that alone something has happened in 21 and 22 now i obviously think it's the vaccines and then i go on in the book to prove it with other data the life insurance data which shows that the group life policy holders which is a subset of the u.s population they tend to work for fortune 500 and mid-sized companies um, in 2021, the ages 25 through 64 died at a 40% excess mortality. Um, this is a group that's generally healthier than the rest of the uh, U.S. population. This is a group, and that, these numbers are the Society of Actuaries. These are not my numbers. These are the, these are the people who do this for a living. And uh, they did a study, uh, many studies that show that this uh, population is much healthier than the general U.S. population, dies at about 30 to 40% the mortality rate of uh, the general population in any given year. Well, in, in 2021, they were 40. The general U.S. population was 32. So that relationship flipped mysteriously in 2021. And, uh, you know, t from 2020 to 2021, I've documented uh, quite extensively that there was a mixture from old people who died in 2020 from COVID excessively uh, due to, you know, getting COVID and being old and having comorbidities. And they died. Well, in 2021, all of a sudden healthy young people started dropping like flies all over the place. And that continues into 2022. And uh, in the book, uh, I have some colleagues that I'm starting a hedge fund with that contributed to the book with some of their research. Um, you know, we, we got the UK data, we got the European data, we got Australia, uh, we just did. And we got, we're gonna drop Canada into our website soon. It's, it's the same story everywhere. Mysteriously, uh, younger working age folks started uh, seeing excess of death in 2021 and 2022, as opposed to 2020. So in my book, I say, look, I'm, a, I'm an analyst. Uh, I have a thesis. It's the vaccines. I explain away all the, re you know, the, what the naysayers typically come at me with. It's suicides, drug overdoses and uh, missed can cancer screening treatments. I dismiss all that. And climate change. Climate change. And uh, I dismiss all that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and, and look, uh, the, the reader can draw their own conclusions, but uh, I ask at the end of the book, I say, look, and the, bu the book is a very easy read. It's not, it's not terribly long. It's well documented. There's a lot of stuff in the appendix, uh, in the compendiums and appendices. So you can read this book. Uh, one of your family members could read this book in like three hours. And it's kind of tragic because when you see the human faces of all the dead young people, it does, it does, um, affect people emotionally because that's that's one of the things that uh, I think gets lost when I do my uh, talks on the data. It's big metadata and, and numbers in a spreadsheet. We try to make it personal and say, hey, uh, it's not normal for young folks to drop dead in the prime of their life. And, uh, you know, the book, the book ends with this, uh, you know, you don't have to believe what I say as the cause of this, but what it, what I, what is true is it's happening. But the health authorities, the global governments, and the mainstream media don't want you to know this. So you have to ask yourself why. I conclude it's a cover-up of a crime. And at this point, it's malfeasance. But at the very least, if you think I'm crazy, it's true. And you can't deny it's true. So you have to ask yourself what's going on and why are, why are uh, younger, especially employed, only the employed seem to be getting affected because uh, you know, my thesis is mandates and max vaccinations. Um, why are the employed young folks dropping dead, but the, uh, those not in the labor force doing much better? And we can prove that with the numbers. So, you know, the not in the labor force folks are the ones who decided to uh, get fired and quit their jobs and refuse the vaccine. Their, their health is much higher than the uh, general population and being employed. So it's, uh, it's, it speaks volumes. We're going to be um, 
uh, doing uh, some research on the not in labor force, and they seem to have the best felt health amongst us right now. So this this data is uh, U.S. based essentially at the moment. Well, I, we got we got U.S. based. We got uh, Society of Actuaries, uh, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Then we we do a deep dive on the U.K. We got U.K. ONS data. Then we have Eurostat data. We talk about uh, Denmark. Uh, Denmark's a disaster. Denmark saw excess mortality in every age cohort every year since the since 2020 so 2021 excess mortality for the whole nation is above 2020 2022 is above 2021 and mysteriously as i was writing the book and i put this in the book literally as i was going through the denmark data it came up denmark said you know we're going to ban the vaccine for under 50 because uh it's better for you to get covid than the vaccine which is a you know, kind of double speak for the vaccine might kill you worse, uh, more as more of a chance of killing you than COVID. So Denmark has suspended the vaccination program because it was such a disaster for them because they're one of the most highly vaccinated countries. So, you know, this is what's going on. And you can live in the world of reality, which you and I live in, or you can be in denial and continue to get boosted and jabbed. But this is for me, I'm a Wall Street guy. And at this point, the evidence suggests there was, there's a trade, right? So the trade is you, you're long the vaccine and you keep getting boosters or you're short the vaccine, meaning you never got it or you're stop, you stop taking it. And, um, you know, it's a financial analogy. Uh, why, your thesis has been blown out of the water. The thing doesn't, not only does it not work, so that you were told it was 100% effective uh, against getting COVID and transmitting it. That's been proven to be completely untrue. Now you're hanging on to the lie that, uh, you know, if you get COVID, uh, it would be much worse if you didn't have it, which there's no proof for. So it's it, much like a stock where fraud is starting to get into the news cycle and your ego is involved, you're holding on to your stock as it goes to zero. Well, the difference is don't let your ego um, uh, get in the way of uh, what is, you know, at this point, conclusive evidence that not only is it not work. It's more it's likely with every booster to potentially kill you and or disable you. So you're on the wrong side of the trade. And, I, you know, I'm at the point now where if anybody if I ever got into, into a debate and people started coming at me with stuff and say, look, you do you. Uh, we're starting a hedge fund. Investors are interested in us because we see the world the way it should be. And the money's coming our way. So, you know, at, at some point you have to ask yourself, do you want to be smart money or dumb money? That's a Wall Street term. And in this case, it's, you know, d- dumb, uh, um, dumb, you want to hang on to dumb medical information or smart medical information. And that's the, that's the convincing, we're trying to convince people, hey, even though the governments have admitted this and the health authorities haven't, uh, it's, it's true and stop being on the wrong side of the trade. That's kind of what we're trying to do. And the mortality data tightly overlaps with the vaccination data. Oh yeah, but they'll tell you that correlation does not cause is not causation, which at some point it doesn't really matter anymore. I mean, mm. what's interesting is the correlations with the vax, with the excess mortality in vaccines, is not as tight as it is with disabilities. The disability correlations are 0.94. Uh, so, and that's we suspect that's because the numbers are much larger with the disabilities. They're about six to ten x the uh, excess deaths. So the, the larger the data set, the more of a correlation there is. Um, there's a lot of noise uh, with uh, with the death numbers that don't suggest a hundred percent correlation. But it's but what, what the pieces of the puzzle are that young are dying, the young folks are dying, which they weren't doing before. So the correlations really sync up with the disabilities. Um, just do just do the law of large numbers and, and less noise. So uh, at this point, it's a slam dunk. It's it's done. It's over. Uh, and people have eyes. And uh, it's it's at this point, I'm I don't even care what people you know. They can name call me. They can ban me. I'm going to raise capital and, and form a hedge fund to bet on the reality of the world as I see it, which is not good because the damage has been done. The economic uh, fallout from this yeah. is going to last for years, years. Um, there's going to be labor shortages, uh, a, a slow disintegration of goods and services because there just won't be enough people uh, to do what we used to know and love as, you know, you know, delivery services and, uh, you know, getting your car fixed and not, you know, on a timely fashion. Everything's going to be everything's going to slow down. Everything is going to get harder and harder to do. How bad is the prognosis? 
Well, see, this is where I want to be wrong. Okay, let, let me start off with what I'm about to tell you. Let's hope I'm wrong. Um, I'll just use the U.S. as an example. So in 2020, there was about 29 to 30 million disabled Americans, you know, go up and down, up and down. It was kind of like, like this, right? Kind of going sideways, up and down, up and down. Then, then in February through May of 2021, it took off, and the year-over-year -year, uh, growth rate exploded. So we went from 29 to 30 to 33.2 million as of September. So that's an increase of three-plus million, right, in, in an 18-month period. Uh, it's come down a little bit in November and October, but it's, it, the trend is still up. Um, if the trend is broken, I'll let you know, which would be a good, that's, that's where I would be wrong, but the trend is still holding up and to the right. And let's do the math on this. So we, we, we dug into the numbers and uh, the disability rate for the general population went up 11%. Uh, their, their disability rate increased 11%. The disability rate for the employed went up 26%. For women, it was 36 and for men, it was 19. So women are getting the getting clobbered here. Um, though, and when we dig into the numbers, that's about 1.2 million, and we, we think we're probably low, 1.2 million employed people got disabled, can't work anymore. The employed population in the U.S. is about 9,800 million. So 1.2 million is not a small number, okay? That's a big number. And um, the until that trend breaks, uh, this, this continues. And uh, in terms of excess mortality, there was a big spike into the mandates in Q3 of 2021, third quarter of 2021, August, September, October, when the mandates hit. There were in the age cohort uh, 25 through 44, they saw an 84% spike in excess mortality, and then it came. It's come back down since then, uh, and it's now running as of the second quarter of 2022 at 23%. This is group life, society of actuaries, just that that little population. I'm hearing on, from insiders when the third quarter comes out, it'll, it'll re-accelerate to 30, 35%. So the prognosis is, even though people are probably not getting boosted and mandates aren't uh, as bad, there may be medium to long-term issues from the vaccine, which is where I would be right. I hope I'm wrong, but the prognosis is negative from my uh, standpoint. And obviously at this stage, people must simply reject any of these jabs because we keep being told to get more of them yeah it's it's gaslighting uh of the of the of the highest order um i said in february march when i came out with this data that it you know because i've seen frauds before in corporate america when you get caught you don't go oh hey i'm sorry uh what happens is you continue as if and that's in corporate fraud once the fraud starts to unravel you don't say, hey, I'm sorry, you call up your big investors and you lie to them and make them hold onto the stock with your lies so you can sell your stock before the stock really plummets. It's already down. but So the, these people are doubling down, tripling down, because that's what criminals do. You gaslight and you won't stop until you're actually stopped. And that's you know usually through regulators coming in. The problem is our regulators are not, or they're in on it. So this has to take uh, a group effort. That's why I wrote the book. It's about marginal minds. And the more and more people who reject this, it eventually falls apart under its own weight. And, uh, and it'll flip at some point. But I don't, you know, when, I don't know. But it, it will flip if enough people refuse in mass. Or, you know, the, 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 the worst case scenario is people continue to get jabbed and it's as bad as we think it is, and then uh, there's less of them than there are of us at some point. That, and then you know we we have more the majority. So I want to save lives, and this thing doesn't. At the very least, it doesn't work. So why would you take something that doesn't work, that is experimental, that uh, was rushed? Don't do it. Yeah, and we're seeing now that Twitter is releasing quite a lot of interesting data on precisely that. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter basically, so over the weekend, Elon Musk said famously over the weekend, within the last 48 hours, all the conspiracy theories you had about Twitter are true, and then some. So what is Twitter? Twitter is an apparatus of the US government's intel agencies. It was co-opted, and it's used to um, uh, affect public opinion. 
And I knew that was coming because I saw what they did with the Arab Spring. Uh, they used social media to overthrow a bunch of uh, countries and cause uh, chaos, Libya being one of them. And, uh, and, 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 and now it's been turned on the uh, U.S. population. I mean, it's as plain as day. It's now out in the open. Our mainstream media is not reporting on it. So those who continue to watch mainstream media are literally at risk of harming themselves just in many ways. And if you don't get on independent news sources, you're literally the, the, the asymmetric information gap is the greatest I've ever seen. There are those of us who know what's going on and those who don't. And those who don't are literally living in uh, la la land. And at this point, uh, you know, I want to help them. But if they refuse to listen and think I'm crazy, well, you know, at some point you just got to let them go. And I call them the unbegotten because they're not really conscious. <laughs> Zombies, but that that asymmetric gap that you just referred to, do you think that's by design or by emergence? Uh, so psychological warfare and military grade psyops are that because they work. Um, the difference, though, is you know this is so dire and it's going to affect so many people and even some of our loved ones that we have to fight it. And I think. I think ultimately it'll break because one of the things about psyops is it's to change the hearts and minds of people to for an end end game end goal. The problem with what was going on with the vaccines is that it's affecting people's lives and health. So as the the more successful the vaccine is, the more undeniable it becomes that it, it, you just witnessed a crime. So it. At, at some point, it's going to be absolutely asinine to deny what's going on and not believe your lying eyes. And I'm hoping that as much as military-grade psyops can work, once the evidence is so overwhelming and people know people that have been uh, killed by it and or disabled, that the spell is finally broken. It's almost like it's a bridge too far. And look, I don't, look, I don't have any proof that this was intentional or a giant screw-up. But whatever is going on, it's a screw-up at this point, and uh, it needs to stop. And we need more and more people to wake up because the governments are so knee-deep in this. Even if it wasn't intentionally done, they can't undo what they did. And mm. anybody who was involved in this will lose power and or you know, go on trial for malfeasance, corruption, whatever it is. I like to I like to come back to money, power, greed. That usually is something that that most people can sink their teeth into and understand. It doesn't have to be a dark, deep conspiracy theory. It's just typical uh, money, power, greed. That's how it works. It's been working like that for centuries. Although you know, you know what's going to happen. The New York Times is going to publish an article that says, uh, if if somebody you know died from the vaccine, it means it's working. Yeah. They will try that. Well, the, the, uh, over the weekend, apparently, uh, an article came out that suggested the, 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 the sudden rash in, in, in deaths that we're seeing, this epidemic of sudden deaths, is being caused by sweeteners, artificial sweeteners. That's the new one. <laughs> That's the new one. <laughs> I actually collected a whole list of them. There were so many from... Obviously, climate change to, I think you probably saw some of them, making your bed to your alarm clock, um, in, you know, when, when there's a daylight savings changeover to, listen to this, aeroplanes flying overhead. I heard paying your electric, electric utility bill was also causing stress because of the earth. <laughs> no, that was, that was actually one. The, the, the other one, that my favorite was early on when they said that cold weather and winter uh, cold weather uh, is causing blood clots and winter vagina. Oh, now, I saw that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I have no on Maui. What exactly is winter vagina? That works, sure. I don't think it's a thing. And it's not something you really want to go around asking either. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, the other thing that was amazing to me is, you know, the Vikings who, um, you know, pillaged their neighbors to the south were able to do it while clotting. Uh, they were coming off their Viking ships, falling down dead, but they still had enough. Pe they still had enough strength to slaughter the much healthier, less cold, non-clotted Southern Europeans. It was it, 
they're a tough group, those Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw one last week saying that a man died of excitement uh, after all going to watch Avatar. He dropped, he dropped dead yeah. because you're so excited about the movie. Yeah, Avatar's killing people. Look, Jeremy, this, at the, it, I, I was at a dinner last night. You know, I'm not British, but I went to a boxing uh, party. You know, I guess that's a British tradition, Boxing Day, uh, after Christmas. So I, I went to one, my first one. And we literally, you know, we're all the same mindset. And we just, we're, we're, we're talking with all this more, the, how bad the world is. At some point, you literally have to start making fun of it and laughing. And, you know, we're at the point now where I wrote a book. It's it plain as day what's going on. And people who want to buy into what they're offering as excuses, I, I'm just laughing at you. It's just, a, it's, it's kind of, I, I, it's sad, but I, I have to laugh at these people who actually are willing to buy some of the ridiculous things we're hearing, like climate change, artificial sweetener, avatar, cold weather, uh, making your bed. I mean, at, the, at some point we got to have fun. John. But it does, it does raise a few questions in my mind, Ed. Because why would establishment media be pushing so hard to deny what seems pretty obvious? Well, they got we we know for a fact that a big part of their advertising budget is pharma, at least in the U.S. I know other countries don't have. Uh, I guess sometime in the early '90s, late '80s, we allowed uh, pharmaceutical companies to advertise on television which I guess was a mistake because this is where we are. So they got a big chunk of their revenue there. So if, if you're in the, in the C-suite of a media company, the order goes out, anybody says anything bad against anything pharmaceutical, you're fired. So, so they know that in the, so these people in the back of their mind know they can't say anything. Then the government gave them money. Then they all got jabbed. Uh, so it's like, it's like, it's like Stockholm syndrome at this point for a lot of these media people. I mean, you know, if if I was an anchor on NBC and I was, you know, told I had to get my fourth booster and I'm feeling like crap, but my paycheck is tied to this, I, you know, I know what I would do, but some people just don't think this through and uh, they just want to be in denial. It's easier to be in denial than it is to to face the, the horror show that this is. It really, it's a horror show. Mm. We were chatting about Twitter a moment ago. I just, I'm curious to know, Ed. What do you make of Elon? Uh, Elon is a uh, an opportunist. Um, he can read a room. Lots of people are, are not good at reading rooms, and uh, you know he he rode the uh, gravy train of um, progressivism. Everybody in Silicon Valley, all the woke folks, bought his cars, and he, and he smells to see a change coming. So now he's Mister Freedoms of Speech. Look. I think what he's doing, I, I, I can be suspicious of someone and applaud what they're doing. So what he's doing is a good thing. Uh, do I trust Elon with my Neuralink? No. Um, and that's the thing we have to understand. We don't have to get into these ideological boxes of, you know, you're on my team or you're not. If you do a good thing, I'll praise it. And, you know, we don't have to agree on everything. So what he's, I think, I think, I think what he's doing is a net good thing. Now, um, do will I then worship everything that comes out of his mouth? No, and I, I'm the same way with Trump. Trump did some good things. Trump also is a very flawed individual, and I'm just never into the cult of personality. I, I, I you know, if you're doing the right thing, I'll know that it's the right thing, and I'll applaud you. But just because you did one right thing doesn't make you, uh, you know, someone that I'm going to continue to worship or, 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 you know, listen to every word you say. And I think that's true about everybody. We've got to watch what, what people do, not what they say. And actions speak louder than words. And, you know, even as, um, you, know, we're, you know, we loosely call ourselves the resistance in this movement. If some of us start going sideways and saying and doing strange things, you know, just because we did some good in the past doesn't mean we're going to continue. So just watch what we do, not what we say. I was telling a friend of mine, I said, look, you get you got to make sure uh, everyone is uh, not being bought or uh, compromised. Even me, if I start going sideways, call me out. No one's bought me yet because I, I, I love, I love being right. So I, you know, I'm right here, and I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, change my tune. <laughs> That's just the way I'm wired. <laughs> um, we were talking about global data earlier, and um, 
Africa was uh, conspicuously missing and I suspect it will maintain that status because the one thing that Africa I think has done right generally across the board in the last three years is rejected all of this nonsense. Well, what I'd love to do is uh, look at the, the data from uh, Africa to, as comparisons. I just, uh, does Africa have good data on excess? Do they count the deaths correctly? Do they have enough of a bureaucracy that where they can at least record a death? What do you Probably think? Probably not. Yeah, that's the, so that, so what mm. we wanted to do was, you know, eventually look at their outcomes. And if we could trust the data, you know, put that next to the West and show no vaccines here, no excess mortality versus the West. Uh, the reason we haven't done it is because I think it's just hard to get the data. That's you it. could probably, I mean, you could probably succeed with South Africa, I suppose, and maybe, oh, I don't know. I don't, I'm actually not sure what other countries that would be yeah, accurate. We, but... we, we, we might try South Africa for sure. Mm. What was the, vac what's the vaccination rate in South Africa? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, Last I heard, it was somewhere between 20 and 25%. It's exceptionally low. And, and I think it's even lower than that. Okay. Yeah, we might have to look at that at some point um, just to, you know, to not even just as icing on the cake to prove our mm. point even more. Um, but, you know, look, I think there was also, wasn't there a, um, there was a province uh, uh, in India that went uh, straight to ivermectin and th th their COVID cases plummeted and, uh, and deaths plummeted. And, and I, I that, remember. There, there was, yeah. And, and I don't know if you remember this, but the mainstream media in the U.S. tried to um, make India into this like fear factory for those of us in the West claiming mm. that there were, that there were so many dead bodies, they couldn't uh, burn them fast enough. And they showed stock footage of what happens in India every day cremations by the river i mean this is what happens in india and uh they tried to sell that and that didn't work out so well because india you know, wasn't on board with uh what was going on in the u.s so they quickly they quickly uh it was that when the delta variant came delta was sweeping through india and then that that, that narrative didn't hold and it was quietly just uh, kicked under the uh, rug i don't know if you remember that but they tried they tried to put india forth as uh uh this um hotbed of covid deaths what do you make of what's going on in China? Do you believe the media in this in this respect? Uh, no, there, there's no look. COVID zero policy is cover for an economic collapse in China. My partner Carlos Allegri wrote a book called Economic Cycles, Demographics, and Debt. He wrote it in July of 2021, and he talked about what's going on in China from a demographic perspective. They hit a Interestingly enough, in 2020, they hit their demographic wall, meaning their population growth is now declining. It, it, 2020 is an interesting year. Uh, I, I might just, you know, there are no such things as coincidences. Uh, and what does that mean for an economy? That means their double-digit GDP growth rates are over. They accumulated a ton of internal debt. They built cities to nowhere, ghost cities and infrastructure that, you know, went nowhere. And that was working when they had population growth and the, and the factories were coming to China. The, the factories stopped before the great financial, right after the great financial crisis. So what they've been living on is uh, building cities and infrastructure projects to keep their economy afloat. Well, the population finally hit a wall. In the last two years, China is economically collapsing. And, and they're having financial crises. Evergrande was one of their real estate debacles. And they're they're collapsing and there's not enough jobs, there's food riots and COVID zero and there's bank runs. COVID zero is to cover that all up and prevent people from gathering in the streets. And it got so bad that it finally broke into the mainstream media what was going on in China with the riots. But the riots had always been going on the last two years. You just didn't hear about them. Now, they're so prevalent. Now you hear about them. And it's, it's got nothing to do with, I mean, sure, are there people getting COVID? Sure, but it's not because of COVID. It's, it's, it's cover. And it's all about control and using it as an excuse to uh, put down their own people. One thing you need to understand about China is they fear their population more than anything else in the world, their own people. And I remember in 2002, 2003, when I was at BlackRock, the energy guys would go over to China because energy was starting to take off. There was a commodity boom due to China's growth. And they would come back and say, look, the biggest fear they have there is their own people. And as long as they keep them employed, 
they're fine, but they worry incessantly about not being able to keep the population employed. So that's their biggest fear. They always, I mean, that was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, they were, they were fearful of their own population, and they're even more so now. So geopolitically, what does that mean? That means when you have internal problems, to unite the people, you need an outside boogeyman. So I suspect they're going to start creating conflict abroad to um, draft people and get you know people focused on anything but the fact that uh, they can't feed their families. Like Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah, they'll do Taiwan, they'll do South Korea, they'll, you know, whatever it is, they'll start something. Do you foresee some some bad news for Taiwan? I think Taiwan, I think it's, in my humble opinion, I think Taiwan at some point, uh, there's an international conflict, maybe a small-scale invasion, but that it could be, could be next month or, you know, four years from now, but it's coming. It's just, not, not, it's a question of... Uh, when not if in my humble opinion ed when it comes to the vaccination data how much of it do you think is legitimate and how much of it is propaganda well, uh, which data are we talking about let's talk about the u.s since that's where you are when you say propaganda uh, i'm not which data are you referring to the so when they say so many people have been jabbed is the government perhaps trying to make it look better than what it might be? I think I think the numbers low. I think I think what did they say? Seventy five, eighty percent in the U.S. I think it's lower than that for sure. Um, and at the very least, a lot of people got one dose and stopped. Um, you know, because they felt not good after the first dose. So, you know, what do you consider vaccinated two or one? I, a lot of people got one and they were done. And then, and, and you know, they and then, then they forge their vaccine card. That's <laughs> my guess. But the problem, the problem is that health risks have, as you've pointed out, gone up. So this is a scare for I'm guessing a lot of people who've now done a 180. Yeah. So the there's hope. Don't. The good news is not everybody got the same injection. Injection. What do I, what do I mean by that? First, this was rolled out so fast, um, there was a lot of compromises going on with the manufacturing facilities, a lot of degradation of the vaccine, and if it wasn't stored properly or if it was left out too long, you got some goop in your arm. What you don't want is the actual mRNA nanoparticle, uh, lipid particle de delivery system. So the good news is a lot of people got goop um, because if it's left out over two hours, it starts to degrade. The other problem is they came in five uh, dose vials, and if they weren't shaken, and you got the top of the of the vial, you got very little amounts of the vaccine. As and if you're at the bottom, you got the hot shot. Um, so, have I want I want people to have hope. Don't think you have a ticking time bomb. Number one, if you get a booster, you're re-upping your shot, your your chances of getting injured. So don't do that. Also, the, the human body is an amazing thing, and I think uh, you know if you get into some of the uh, protocols that they're coming out with. And FLCC is a uh, FLCC.com. I'm not affiliated with it, but it's a website that has got uh, protocols to um, treat vaccine injuries and mitigate some of the damage that may have been done. So there's a lot of hope. Uh, I don't want people to think, you know, they, they're done and it's over. Um, there, it isn't. Um, so don't worry if you got it. You can't live your life in fear because you might manifest illness just by being in fear mm. and the other thing to consider is that there were a lot of placebos yes yes so that's also good i mean it's a good thing so that increases the hope yeah absolutely so so the, but bottom line every time you get a booster you, you know you're re-upping your uh bullet in the russian roulette gun chamber ed after you finished writing your book what lessons did you learn from from that journey? Um, you know, I learned that uh, I had a lot of opinions about why this happened, and I wrote about it. It was a good six thousand words, and uh, when we were starting to put the book together, um, 
Gavin said, you know, um, this doesn't really fit in the book. The book stands alone. And I agreed with him. And so we, we killed that part of the book because it doesn't really matter who or why that we just want people to understand that it's true. It's happened and to stop it. So the big part of the journey was letting go of my theories. I mean, I have theories and opinions um, about why this happened, but at this point it has happened. It's real. It's true. And that's all that we really need to get the message across to people. The, the who and the why can come later. And it's really about, from my journey, I learned to let, you know, get my ego out of the way and realize the message isn't, you know, my wonderful thesis on what, you know, the Federal Reserve and central bank sovereign debt. Who cares? This has happened and we need to stop it. And at the very least, we can say it's a cover up. So that's what I learned. I, le I learned that uh, there's a way to convince people without assaulting their worldview. And this book isn't for you and me. It's for mm. the family member who can't handle all the truth at once, but they can handle the fact that it's true. <laughs> and it's I'd like, I'd like to know your opinion, though. I would be fascinated by reading those 6,000 words. Give me a summary. Well, that, they, 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 they want me to write a second book. I don't know if I will, but that, that'll be in the second book. I mean, you've heard my opinions before. I did a show with you where I expressed, I mean, we know what my opinions are. It's, it's, mm. a, global debt, it's a global debt bubble and they need to manage it and they need a control system. I mean, that's, and, and chi what, I, what I just said about China is why China's doing it. Yeah. You don't think they want to do it here. So it, it's not hard to make that leap, but a lot of people don't understand the, the nature of debt and money. So it's too hard to get them there. So I just want to say, hey, people are dropping dead like flies everywhere and they're getting disabled. It's true, it didn't happen in 2020. Ask yourself why, especially for young people. That's all I want to do. Look, I, I'm, I'm not as close to the Ukraine situation because I'm really focusing on the COVID vaccines, but let me just give you my two cents as a financial guy. Uh, what's the scorecard? The scorecard is the Russian ruble. That initially went down when the war was started and now it's strengthened against the US dollar. That's all you need to know. So he's winning, whatever he's doing, he's winning because the ruble is not collapsing. So if, if that's the scorecard, that's the scorecard. And you don't need to get too into uh, figuring out uh, what's going on there. The, the, I'm, I'm all about you know objective measurement and he's winning so far. And one of the most interesting uh, side commentaries is that the US dollar is getting stronger. Well, it is. It is versus all sorts of other currencies. And that's because of the nature of how the, the, the uh, fiat system is created. It's a debt-based fiat system. The dollar is the world reserve currency. And as a result of that, a lot of uh, countries over the last 20, 30 years have issued dollar-denominated debt because the dollar was in a constant devaluation mode. Well, now that the debt is in all four corners of the world and it needs constant credit creation to grow. It, the credit creation is stopped and stalled and it's reversing. So we have a credit contraction. So in the credit contraction, if the dollars is the world reserve currency and everyone's issued debt in dollars, it will go up as defaults and scramble for dollars goes up. So the dollar uh, is going straight up. Uh, I mean, it's taken a pause lately, but it's got cycles like everything else. It's going to fail up, so it's going higher, and that's when they'll introduce the new uh, monetary system, which will be CB, C, you know, central bank digital currencies. Which, you know, if we get to that point, it's the slave system, and they can control every purchase you make. And you know, that's not me saying this. This is a, 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 a I forget the man's name, but there's a, a video of him that's real. It's not. It's it's from the Bank of International Settlements. Augustine um, Augustine Costins. Yes, and uh, I, he he looks like he um, enjoys um, his food. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not, there's nothing more appealing to me than having a uh, um, a glutton, a control freak telling me what to do. I mean, so that, and he said he said basically uh, we will control everything. I mean, mm. if, 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 if we. Uh, so if that's if that's what you want to sign up for, more power to you. But uh, I'm all about free will and uh, liberty. Yeah. So that's where my head goes. Back to cause unknown, Ed. Do you think 
knowing what we know now, there would be a sequel? Or do you think it just won't fly? A sequel to the book? No, no, not, not your book. The events that have, have happened over the last three years. Oh, are they going to try another? Uh, well, yeah. So in October, uh, they ran a tabletop exercise, much like the same folks who did uh, who brought you event 201 in October of 2019 just ran what's called Global Contagion, ran a tabletop exercise where they said this time it kills the children, whatever the virus is. And they then talk about how they need to um, convince the populations to trust their governments and uh, stop the flow of misinformation uh, dead in its tracks with tighter censorship. So if you think about that, these are the most self-unaware people on the planet because we're finding out that the censorship killed. And so what they're telling you is, we wanna release something, let's use reverse logic. We're gonna release something more deadly that will kill you and we're gonna gaslight you even more. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's like plan, I guess that's plan B. See, the sequel is, is something more deadly, kills your children, puts you in more fear, and we're going to gaslight you even more than we did before. Good luck. I mean, that's, kind of, that's the sequel. <laughs> but anecdotally speaking, have you found that the people you surround yourself with are more alert now and they won't let this happen? Yes. I don't think it's going to work this time. Uh, look, a lot of people didn't know what they didn't know, but now people are very suspicious Mm. Uh, and don't tr- uh, trust has been forever kind of uh, in a good part of the population than the lost. And I think, you know, as much as you and I are into the subject, the, the person who doesn't pay attention to anything at the very least knows the vaccine didn't work. I ain't getting another experimental anything. That's that. I mean, at least the, the, we got those people. I have met those people on this island. You know, they're like, Damn, I, like they're mad they took something because they thought they were doing their part, and now they find out not only it doesn't work, and now they're hearing whispers of safety issues. So, you know, those are the people we want to reach. The people who view uh, taking the vaccine as tribal identification and um, virtue signaling, they're lost. It's a religion to them. Yeah. But most people are not religious about this. Have you found, Ed, um, in the last couple of years that – this whole pandemic narrative has actually also brought about a lot of good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I've had my views on what's been going on from a corruption standpoint and, and sovereign debt problem for, you know, better part of a decade. And I really didn't talk about it in, 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 except, in, you know, to people in the financial community who we kind of figured out had the same views. Now, uh, my world of uh, understanding and the people I can talk to about it is, you know, quintuple there, you know, it's, it's up maybe to the power of 10. And, uh, you know, I was talking to, I was invited to the AFA conference, American freedom Alliance conference in October. And Karen, the, the woman who organized it told me, you know, two years ago, if you'd said what you'd said, I thought you were crazy, but COVID opened up her eyes so much that what I said in October, uh, she said, you know, she she believes at 100 percent. And again, two years ago, she would have thought I was insane. So, you know, we're having conferences, we're having roundtable discussions. This is, uh, you know, short shows like yours, uh, Bannon's War Room, uh, Infowars. You know, it's it's you know, even Dr. Drew starting to you know, it's starting to dawn on him something might be going on. So, uh, you know, this is what's this is what's happening. Um, people know intuitively deep down that something's uh the 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 train's gone off the rails and how quickly did it get to whatever level of understanding they have what is good is like when you say things you're not called crazy out of hand yes on the battleground of the information war you're standing there looking out at the horizon what do you see i see so everyone expects a hero moment a movie moment where you know there's a big reveal and everyone goes Oh, we won. Nope. Uh, It's a grind. It's going to be a slow uh, battlefield of the marginal mind. And once you wrap your head around that, you don't lose hope. And you just keep, you know, it's kind of like Schindler from Schindler's List. You save one life, right? That's it. You know, Schindler in that movie, if I could only save one more person, that's what we're doing here. And there's not going to be 
you know, a hero. There's not going to be any presidential medals of honor. It's this is this is just and then eventually there'll be a change. And, you know, whether that happens two years from now or a decade from now, I don't know. But, you know, we're we're starting to call ourselves loosely the resistance and the resistance to what? To tyranny, uh, um, lack of freedom, metal, medical freedom. Uh, we want we want to be able to take charge of our own destiny and vaccines and central bank digital currencies are in are in and antithesis to that movement so anything that's for those we're against we're also for freedom of speech and just basic human rights and i'm no longer affiliated with the gop or the d i mean red team blue I, those that that's that's a trap so team humanity is where we are and if you do the right thing and we all know what the all of us deep down know what the right thing is to do and if, if you're about othering someone else and 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 putting someone in a camp because they don't have their vaccine you're evil and you need to know you're evil and if you don't think you're evil then you're my enemy how can i get your book and where can i follow you uh so you can get the book uh on amazon go to skyhorsepublishing.com I have a web personal website, they lied, people died.com with a link to the book. I also have some data from the insurance companies up. I haven't updated the website in about two to three months. I need to do that, but I got a lot of stuff there. If you wanted to, you know, download some PDFs of some of my original early charts, the book, the book is even better because the book has QR codes that links to everything. All the stories are linked to the original uh, web page. Uh, we QR code everything. So you can, you know, when I talk about the society of actuaries, you don't believe me, go read their report. I mean, you can go mm -hmm. right to their report. I mean, that, this is all very well documented, very well so sourced. Um, we're already on the second printing. Uh, we, I guess they printed 10,000 copies. That Those went in the first three days. They're already on the second run of copies. So the book is doing well. It's number one in three categories, vaccinations, virology, and immunization. And it's about currently around 300 in the overall Amazon rankings, which is, I guess, pretty good. There's millions of books, so it's 300. Let's get it up into the top 100. That, that's my goal. Edward Dowd, thank you for joining me in the trenches. Thank you for having me. Good, good as always to see you again. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare, the battle of ideas. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.